Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Welcome to the Yoga Life Podcast. We have a slightly different episode today. Uh, It is a recording of one of mine, Alex Howarth Yoga uh, Workshops. It's an introduction to Ayurveda. Uh, We've done this because Dawn is unfortunately quite ill and unable to record. So instead of missing a week, we thought we'd give you an insight into one of my online workshops and a little bit more into Ayurveda, which we discussed back in episode two, no, episode three of this series, where we talk about Dharma. And since then, I've really taken a dive into Ayurveda. I'm really enjoying it. So I thought I would share what um, I've learned so far and what I've shared with my uh, yogis who attended the workshop as well. So you'll hear their questions, their uh, statements, whatever they have to say, whatever their input is. You won't just hear me. So there'll be a mix of voices and I really hope you find it as interesting as they have. And uh learn from the experience as well. We really enjoyed it, so I hope you do too. Uh, We'll be back next week with episode seven, I think, of the Yoga Life podcast, and we'll be talking about habits as, uh, as planned. Thanks so much. Enjoy. going to get started so introduction to ayurveda uh who has dabbled with knows anything about it already i'd love to know just give it a wave of hands susie just the one of you this should be fun good stuff come see come see susie smith cool or you just tits (laughs) (laughs) see come see probably in a way without knowing it Cool, all right then. Uh, so, Ayurveda. Oh, thanks, babe. She's bought me a cup of tea. Um, Ayurveda. I've is... never met Mossy. Do we get a wave? Oh, Mossy, can you uh, lean in for Liz, please? Just give uh, Liz a wave. She's never met you before. We keep hearing about you. We've never met you. Hello. Oh, he can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my headphones in. Um, there you go. That's Mossy. Um, beautiful blonde hair which he did as a a joke and has kept because it weirdly suits him um so Ayurveda anyway it when I first learned about it if you read any of the emails or uh social media posts that that, where I've been talking about it um I first learned about Ayurveda back in Nepal when I was doing my 200 uh, hour yoga training and I was I want to say triggered by it because it's probably the easiest way to describe it. Essentially, I dismissed it very, very quickly, purely because of the way Guruji taught us about it. He was all very much about it's about food and you mustn't eat this food if you're this kind of person and you mustn't eat that kind of food if you're that kind of person. And then went on about food combinations, talking about how if you ate jackfruit and drank Coca-Cola at the same time, you will absolutely explode and essentially he lost me he lost me completely having come from a nutritional background with all the years I've been a personal trainer he lost me um, and I've wanted to try jackfruit and coca-cola to see what would happen but I haven't got around to it yet let me know anyone if you've had it before um, so I didn't I obviously did the module and passed the assessment and everything on Ayurveda back then I haven't really looked into it since and my intrigue was spiked again by uh, looking into Dharma someone's got a lot of background noise I'm just going to mute you all because I don't know who it is Susie Davis I don't think it's you but I'm muting you anyway um so it piqued my interest again when I was looking into Dharma some more so Dharma is your uh, right path the reason you're here the reason you're on the planet the reason you're uh or the the things you're going to contribute to society to uh the planet to the world to everyone around you um so that's dharma and i didn't really see the crossover between ayurveda and dharma to begin with but actually it's all about because i thought it was just diet and about food because of the way i was taught 
Whereas actually uh, Ayurveda is a lot more um, about balance within your life to much like yoga, live, uh, live a full and healthy life and live for longevity and happiness. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this gets me. Um, this is something that I'm actually interested in. This is something that I long to do and have always done ever since I started my fitness journey. Uh, oh, don't worry, Liz, it's fine. So ever since I started, um, yeah, this fitness journey that I'm on. So um, our da, 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 dictionary definition, sorry, I just had to bring it up. Uh, so Ayurveda, the traditional Hindu system of medicine incorporated with uh, the Vedas um, these are like a set of guidelines which is based on the idea of balance in bodily sy systems using diet herbal treatment and yogic breathing and it transpires there's even more to it than that so that's our basic definition but what we're looking to achieve is whole holistic sorry that's the word I'm looking holistic health and we consider everything uh, within that to to live our best lives so at this point, do I have any questions? Marvellous, silence. Um, da, 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 da. So how it goes really hand in hand with the yoga, A, because it kind of recommends you do yoga, wonderful, very simple, but also it helps us on our yoga journey of reaching enlightenment because it keeps us in the phase of our practice that we should be in. So part of it, for instance, again, crossing over with the Dharma, is that if we're thinking about balance and bodily systems and how everything is cyclical and um, we all move through this same cycle of life. So we're born, we live, we die. Uh, and over those phases of life, essentially Ayurveda suggests that we should be treating our body in a certain way. We should be eating different certain things. Uh, we should be doing certain exercises, certain breathing techniques, um, and studying and developing in different ways. So for instance, generally, it's the same with the chakras. We start on our grounding, we start, when, we, when we're young, we start with the grounding, the security, the, making ourselves feel uh, secure in our, uh, our surroundings. So that's like with our parents and our development phase. And then we move up into um, figuring out who we are and then, we continue to work up the chakras or through the Vedas. And then you go into this big phase of your life, the biggest chunk probably from when you're a, a teenager all the way through until old age, where it's this fire, this burning, this big go, 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 go. And that's where you create your life. And then as you come up the chakras as well, you also get more and more spiritual, more and more ethereal. And you end up studying and diving more into the spiritual side of life and everything around that uh, so it kind of is the same process through the chakras through Ayurveda um, through yoga as well it all is supposed to be that we work over it for our entire lifespan rather than boom we reach enlightenment in five minutes um, does that make sense so far excellent you're like a bunch of nodding heads like you have them in the car uh, ba, 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 just making sure I'm getting my notes in the right order. Mm -mm -mm. So how Ayurveda approaches our holistic health. I forgot the whiteboard. Oh, damn it. Okay. How um, Ayurveda um, approaches health is very similar, weirdly, to what I learned when I did my CrossFit level one. Who knew? Um, so we have essentially a wellness scale. So there's um, disease being unwell at one end and then there is health and the best you can possibly be full health at the other end so we could all each and every one of us could be on put on that scale at some point now the beloved nhs medical medicine whatever uh looks to keep us free from disease and crossfit and ayurveda believe that free from disease is about in the middle so here is um wellness here is being really ill and being free from disease is about here. So you could just be on the verge of free from disease, but we can always be significantly healthier and take ourselves further and further away from it, which is what the CrossFit is designing, designed their whole ethos around as well. You eat for longevity, you eat for the best health or the uh, 
best level of health you can get. And Ayurveda has the same sort of thing. Sorry to use CrossFit as an example, but as I was reading that, I was just like, well, it's exactly what CrossFit said. Um, so uh, there are some of you that bought the uh, Thrive book. What's it called? Body Thrive? Body Thrive book. Could Yes, I love it. There's so many just popped up on my screen. So that's at least one, two, three, four of you. Love it. This wasn't essential, um, but it was a free workshop. So I hoped you'd splash out on the book. <laughs> Some of you are probably like, I got it on my Kindle, dickhead. Um, <laughs> yes, Sam. <laughs> so Body Thrive, if we go, if you've got it on a Kindle, it's page 55. But I think it is um, the same in, is it page 55? Have I just lied to you? Is that another page that we're looking at? I think it's page 18, actually. Do, do, do. Yeah, oh, page 19. I'm on page 16, so I'm not far away. Um, nope. Aha, right, no, it, it's page 18. Page 18, um, and it says, essentially, uh, the heading on this part of the book is informed intended actions and listening. But, <clears throat> so there are three three little uh, bullet points, two on one page and one on the other. And I'm hoping it's the same page. Is it the same page, one of the Susie's perhaps? Or Lisa? 15. 15. Page 15, guys. So if you're on the book, page 15, it's got the three bullet points. Excellent. So don't worry if you don't have the book. It's just for people who have it. They can earmark it. If you've got the book and not got it with you, you can write it down later. Oh, Liz is there. Look at her. Good. So um so according to Ayurveda there are three causes of disease disease or dis-ease the idea is if you're free of the dis you just live your life in ease obviously <laughs> there are better ways to say that um and these are all they as soon as I read them these just made a lot of sense to me so I'm going to share them with you now so Prajna Prarada, I was practicing that earlier and it's all gone from my brain, uh, which is the first one, making negligent choices. For example, um, essentially you're ignoring your own common sense and knowledge. So you could come away from this workshop having really absorbed loads of knowledge and feeling like you're gonna take it on board or any course you've actually done, perhaps in fitness and wellness. Uh, it could be advice you've had from the doctor or the physio uh, to get yourself better and your first cause of disease, according to um, Ayurveda, is to completely ignore that information, essentially. So um, you, for instance, have a persistent crap knee. You go and see our wonderful Cassie, and she tells you what to do, gives you some exercises and how to perhaps help it, et cetera, et cetera. And you ignore her completely and continue to complain about your bad knee. And that could end up with uh, transferring up the body and cause you back problems. It could transfer down the body and cause you foot problems. It could cause you ongoing pain, et cetera, et cetera. It could end up affecting your mood because you're in pain the whole time. But essentially, you're causing yourself dis-ease. Uh, you're ruining your ease through life um, and helping your body deteriorate by ignoring advice that you already have or ignoring knowledge you already know and common sense. But that could be to anything. Um, you could know full well and read it a hundred times that really the best and healthiest amount of sleep to have is seven to nine hours. But you continually stay up until 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, even though you have a 5 a.m. alarm um, and you just completely ignore that information. And again, sleep deprivation, not getting into it today. Sleep deprivation causes huge amounts of problems. Uh, if you want to read more into sleep, the book called Why We Sleep absolutely freaking brilliant the stats about driving tired are terrifying however I think everyone should read it why we sleep very very good book but it's also audible and he even says at the beginning because he has a really slow mellow voice uh if my book sends you to sleep I'm happy about it yeah don't, so don't feel guilty while you're driving though <laughs> yeah That's what exactly I was doing mm. it's really soporific yeah great word uh, so back to our three causes of disease. Welcome. Um, so we've got the second one. Let, we may as well hear Alex try and say it. 
Asat Mendriyatha Sama Yoga. So in my 300 hour, there is actually a segment on Sanskrit and I'm now quite looking forward to it. It's really hard. <laughs> uh so the second one is disrespecting your senses so lisa the wonderful lisa bolton i know she's going to listen to the recording so obviously i'm going to compliment her but she messaged me and i hopefully she doesn't mind me sharing this she messaged me today she's been in on zoom all day meetings so on and so forth she's feeling a little bit under the weather she's got the marathon this weekend and um she messaged to say that her uh, she's feeling under the weather her eyes felt really stingy and itchy and she just didn't think that another hour sitting on Zoom was going to serve her to her best purpose today. And I'm like, no worries, babe, because essentially you've just ticked one of the boxes of Ayurveda. So winning. She's done a little bit of Ayurveda without even knowing. So disregarding the senses, how can that just become a thing that causes long term struggle, pain, more imminent death? Uh, drinking constantly, alcohol, that is. Our body absolutely tells us with all of the senses that we shouldn't have drunk as much alcohol as we have. Uh, we regularly eat when we're not hungry, often, I say. I assume you all do, but, you know, we're bored or whatever, or we're trying to procrastinate working, so we just find things to snack on, convincing ourselves that we're hungry. So we just disregard what our tummy's telling us and we go to the fridge we stay up and watch yet another episode on netflix we and again miss out on sleep we decide even though we've got the time to procrastinate and not go and work out even though we know it's what we should be doing and so it's essentially you're feeling all energetic and raring to go but you choose not to do it because you just can't be asked to leave the house something like that so essentially anything where you're disrespecting the senses is adding to a natural wear and tear on your body not ideal guys, not ideal. So it kind of links together because a lot of the disrespecting of the senses require or are just common sense. Okay, my eyes hurt, stop looking at a screen, simply done. Um, and then we have the last one, Parinana. That just sounds like something else, but anyway. Um, the process or movement of time. So natural decay, I've already mentioned this, we all travel through this natural um, progress of time. And this obviously causes disease or breakdown of the body completely naturally. You leave anything out for too long, it rots. Um, so being out of balance, being out of kilter essentially speeds up this process. So for instance, if we apply the first two and constantly uh, disregard our senses, constantly um, ignore you, what your senses are telling you, we're going to speed up the process of uh, our body decaying through time. So there is a natural, yes, there is a natural rhythm. We all, unfortunately, we're born, we live, we die, uh, but we can help speed that up. So we must accept the fact that that does happen. Any questions on that, please, gang? Don't all nod, shake your head because I need a drink. Marvellous. Okay. So I feel like now is a good time to talk about uh, a little bit of Buddhism because uh, I don't know if any of you have studied, read, or got into Buddhism much. Um, it interlaps quite nice. Interlaps? Interlinks. That's the word I'm looking for. Overlaps or interlinks with my um, yogas and yoga teaching, especially the philosophical side, quite a lot because I really enjoy reading about Buddhism and all the theories around it and yeah, it's really, it's really lovely. It intrigued me straight from the off back in middle school. I was like, I think I went home to mum and was like, oh, we learned about Buddhism today and I really liked it. It sounded really nice, blah, 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 blah. And she just goes, is that the one where you're not allowed to kill bugs? And then instantly I was like, oh, that sounds shit actually. Okay, don't worry about it. Mother. So when you're talking to your kids, don't put them down. <laughs> My poor mum. She gets such a beating. She started listening to the podcast the other day and I literally had a panic attack. Can't remember what I said about her. Shit. Hey-ho. So Buddhism. Read up about it. There's a really good one, uh, book, again, another one, called Why Buddhism is True. Um, I'm not saying that it is true, but there's a, it's essentially a book uh, talking about the overlap between modern psychology and Buddhism. And it's very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I liked that book a lot. Uh, but that within Buddhism, one of the main things that, they, that it talks about is the middle path or the middle line. Has anyone heard of that before? 
Ashling's given me a nod. Cool. Awesome. Andy has. Love this. Okay, so the middle path is essentially not taking anything to the extreme. And now Ayurveda very much, I wanted to talk about this, is very much about balance. Um, and so we must consider this concept as well. So taking something to the extreme one way or the other, so completely cutting it out or doing it too much generally causes some kind of breakdown of the body or the mind. It's it's too much one way or the other. Um, so, for instance, uh, da, 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 throw something at me, please. Um, oh, exercise. Exercise, oh, great one. So, alcohol, there we go, two very good ones. Uh, so exercise, we do, so if everyone, well, I say everyone, no. There's a thing called overtraining. So some of you who have uh, dived into getting mega into CrossFit, it easily happens with CrossFit. That's why I keep bringing it up, I think. Uh, exercise in general, running, running marathons, um, <laughs> yoga. Uh, these things can get really quite addictive. We get addicted to the endorphin rush that happens. We get addicted to the changes that we feel in our body. Uh, we get addicted to feeling stronger, addicted to feeling better, fitter and uh, getting PBs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to the point where uh, we exercise too much and we don't actually allow our body to recover. Um, we're going to the gym every day. Or we're going running for miles and miles every day. We're ignoring injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Overtraining then causes all sorts of things. Loss of ap appetite, um, lack of sleep to the point where you can actually get insomnia from overtraining. Um, injuries, obviously. Uh, God, there's loads. Just feeling tired all of the time. Uh, lack of focus, stress, etc., etc. There's loads. If you Google it, there's absolutely loads of side effects from overtraining. And so that's doing it too much. However, as we all know, we need an ex we need exercise in our life. We need balance of exercise in our life. So we need to be doing some exercise each week, whether it's three to four to five times, depending on the, the level. Even six or seven times if a couple of those days are just walking or just yoga or something on the light side. So it's all about balance. It's finding that middle line between going complete extreme to none. I don't think I need to talk about the health benefits of doing no exercise. Um under eating and over exercise uh it is under eating i suddenly that my eyes went funny probably staring at the screen too much um and then if we look at alcohol well if we go buddhism they essentially believe that we shouldn't put and yoga actually we, we shouldn't be putting any toxins in our body at all we should be putting all good things in so if we look at ayurveda it doesn't actually mention alcohol in the whole any of the things I've read? I can't even remember alcohol coming up, weirdly. But essentially, I think with alcohol overdoing it, again, we all know the problems that come there. If you, in modern society, disregarding yoga and Buddhism and Ayurveda, in modern society, not drinking can be deemed uh, annoying. Um, people feel uncomfortable because of it. You feel judged. Uh, you get anxious because people are going to be like, why aren't you drinking? Are you pregnant? Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Are you an alcoholic? All of these kind of triggers can come up flying at you when you don't drink. I did um, quite a few years without drinking. And oh, my God, the shit I got just from not having a drink. Oh, go on, just have a drink. It makes people feel guilty for drinking. Um, so, yeah, alcohol. Uh, yes, you could find a middle line. Having a couple of glasses of wine a week probably more than plenty or a gin or whatever but you don't need more than that it's finding the middle path um and under eating I feel like yeah massively I don't really think I need to go into that <laughs> under eating and overeating very much uh huge detriments in both ways very much so so it's always about finding the middle path now when uh, we think about something within yoga perhaps compassion so there's all this, you know, be kind, compassionate, think about what others are feeling and what they need, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there is a too kind or a too compassionate. If we consider this, um, so you're, um, you're driving down a road and there's a huge queue on the other side because one person at the front is trying to turn across your lane and you sit there and you're like, okay, I'll let them go. And then it turns out that whole queue is 
waiting to go and you just let them because you're super kind and compassionate all these poor people waiting I'm just going to let this 50 cars come past they're not trying to get petrol are they (laughs) probably it's a very relevant point actually (laughs) um eight petrol stations I've been to today if anyone knows of anywhere I can get diesel in Norwich after this please put it in the chat right now um otherwise I'm cancelling clients and appointments tomorrow um anyway uh so you let them all go but then that compassion has a uh a backlash of you're actually causing a cue behind yourself um it's also you're holding yourself back you're you're not progressing in your own life your own dharma your own anything you're not making progress for yourself because you're just sat being too kind and worrying about what everyone else is doing and not giving yourself any self-compassion so perhaps there's no one behind you and you're able to let three cars go by but someone actually is coming up behind you now the kind and right thing to do for yourself the person behind you and that queue of traffic is to then drive on that kind of thing so it's considering the middle line you don't the dickhead option is quite obvious but you know it I don't think any of you are here because you're dickheads, you know, it's not a thing you think of. So it's just considering that middle line. Um, I guess being a dickhead to be driving past doing that, fuckers in your face. Um, But so it's always about finding that middle line. So when we come through this stuff with the Ayurveda, I want you to always bear that in mind. If you're like, well, I can't do that. It's too much. Or it's making me feel this. Or it's, oh, this is the worst. And da, 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 da. Okay, well, you've not found your middle line yet. You've not found what's right for you. What gives you more energy, makes you feel better, gives your day a better flow, allows you to just encompass the whole concept of it. But it's not overwhelming so much so that you quit. And it's not not enough that it's not going to do anything any questions on the middle line i i always i think we both always teach the kids this i always thought we were just really boring but actually (laughs) (laughs) this this is what we try and teach them so i guess we're doing this every day without realizing it love it i think the 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 cracked record word at the minute is balance especially for my uh, one doing his gcse's between study and play and it's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, that's what everyone needs—a little bit of balance. What's this, just this is all about? Just very often, <laughs> teenagers. We didn't. All, we, I bet we all didn't listen as teenagers. Okay, so we're sinking back into the V uh, into Ayurveda now. So the Vedas. I feel like I've written that wrong, but I don't think I have. So it's essentially broken up into three different segments. Susie Davis, have I said it wrong? It is the Vedas, the three categories, isn't it? Yeah. God, I just got in my head then. Okay, so it's essentially what it does. If any of you have ever, well, actually, I think it's only Susie Davis. uh, If you look into Ayurveda, essentially, you can Google it, and then there'll be quizzes to find out what kind of uh, Ayurvedic diet you should be on. There's Kapha, there's Pitta, and there's Vata. So... Kapha is essentially, it describes a body type. Actually, what I might do is just put into Google Kapha characteristics. Doshas, that's what they called. I knew it wasn't, but doshas, numpty. Um, so Kapha is based on earth and water and could be described as stay, steady, stable, heavy, slow, cold and soft. Spring is known as a Kapha season, as many parts of the world slowly exit hibernation. People with this dosha are described as strong, thick-boned and caring. So instantly, this is what uh, it does. When you Google this stuff, it just puts you into a um, into a category. So this is where it gets really quite dangerous. So in mind of Kapha, serene, mental resolve, rational thinker, uses personal resources wisely, patient, forgiving, loyal, nurturing, compassionate, accepting of all others, good listeners, strong memory, physically, strength and endurance. So that's the kind of exercise they should be doing. Strong immune system, thick oily hair, smooth oily skin, strong when well-formed nails, regular bowel movements, graceful, slow pulse rate, stout body frame, high body weight, prolonged sleep. Now. Anyone tick any of those boxes or all of those boxes, in fact? I think maybe the regular bowel movements. 
<laughs> just that one. So that's the thing. This is where I, re again, I really struggled with Ayurveda. You essentially look into it, try and figure stuff out for yourself. And boom, you're tried to be categorized straight from the off. Now, what I found once again is we find that middle line. And it can be that you can be, um, you can have two doshas. So you could be a bit of two, or you can actually be a bit of three. And if I'm honest, I don't think that anyone um, is just two or just one. Uh, there are definitely, as I've been, you think you're just one, Susie? No, I was just saying, how do you spell dosha? D-O-S, hang on. D-O-S-H-A, I was right. And what All right. You've got kapha, pitta. And vata, V-A-T-A. I mean, I probably spelled all of it wrong in all of this, but it's fine. Thank you. Does As long as you can read your own writing. Um, so the next one we have. So, oh, what I was going to say about uh, kapha. Yes, Sam. I just read Sam's comment. So did I. So I stopped reading, and Sam's written, I stopped reading an Ayurvedic nutrition book because of all the body type dosha things. It freaked me out totally with you it was a bit like um and having read this body thrive thing it comes at it from a really different point of view and I think Susie Davis and I talked about that didn't we hun just that it was just a it was a much nicer way of looking at it in in balance rather than trying to pigeonhole us but we're talking about Ayurveda and I want you to know a bit more about it so this is definitely the introduction um so with Kapha I've lost my notes uh, with kapha, what we can expect or what we should all accept is the fact that we we come into the world in kapha. That is our general uh, state, our Ayurvedic position in life is a kapha. We're all grounding, nurturing um, and we're kapha when we're born. And then so like I was saying about the chakras, we slowly move up. So this is the starting one. This is the base. You can think solidarity, roots, um, a good grounding, a good foundation. That's your kapha. Uh, and so the people who are really solid in your life, uh, that you really know you can trust, who are always there for you, uh, you can almost guarantee they have a strong kapha presence. But mothering types are very kapha present. Uh, so that's kind of one way of thinking about it essentially so the next one along is pitta so let me just get out the characteristics of pitta so what we think of is goal setting this is mind good problem solving skills keen powers of intelligence decisive focused boldness and courage confidence strong memory organized joyful strong leadership abilities easily grasp new ideas and concepts body strong powers of digestion Vitality, bright complexion, oily skin, easily gains or loses weight, well-formed nails, medium body frame and weight, uh, moderate pulse rates, moderate sleep, fine hair or bald. Again, does anyone feel like they tick all those boxes? I've got a lot of shaking hands. No. Does anyone feel that ticks more boxes than the last one? Again. Oh, I wonder what you lot are then. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so Pitta, Pitta, the middle one. Right. <laughs> I've I've, um, I've got the this one up on. Um, I don't know if you can see that. Mm. And yeah, uh, the the Pitta on there, apart from not having any hummus with it, is uh, almost totally accurate for me. I would say. Quite surprising. Go on, read it. Oh, there's too much. They'll get bored. But it's okay. <laughs> if you read that one, if, that you bring that bomb there, screenshot right. it and send it to me, babe. Yeah, I will. Um, I won't read it out on this, but just send it to me, or send yeah. me the link to the website. They're uh, really, really interesting, all of them, though, and I recognise people in my life in all of them. So yeah, so this is exactly okay. what I went through with mine. Is just you find, um, you find different definitions for a start some book one book will say one thing another book will say another one google site will say one thing another will say another so again it's finding yeah. the middle line and taking from it what you can um yeah. so with pitta as you can 
can tell from that list that I just read you, it's very much about that middle phase of life where it's drive, drive, drive. Thanks, babe. Drive, drive, drive and um, building your life, creating what you want to create, doing the work you want to do. Um, and it's all about change and growth. And so that's very much a pitta. That's a fire. The, the um, element based around pitta is the fire element. Um, and so it gets it, it's a lot of drive behind it. Um, and again, you probably all know pitta people in your life. Uh, so we then have vata which will be vata characteristics typical here we are vata characteristics nope that's a terrible diagram sorry i should have found these earlier i wrote my own notes but i thought i could find better so vata light thin build uh light hair, nervous and anxious, irregular digestion, cold, uh, can't tolerate the cold, um, sleeps less, uh, that's more of a body one, and then dryness of skin, lips and joints, extremely sensitive to cold, I've already said that, erratic digestion, may suffer from arthritis and all sorts of things, very active mind, creative, artistic, imaginative ideas. Um, ideas change often. Open to to open and tolerant to others. Energetic but sporadic, and often struggles to put their ideas into play. Um, did anyone feel like they dove into that bracket completely? A little bit more than the other one. Yes, Liz. Yes, Laura. Cool. Yes, actually. Got you. So there's there's a I think all of us, I give me a wave if it's the case, sees a bit of each of us in all three. Yeah. Yeah. Susie Davis is not waving at me, but I'm assuming yes. <laughs> cool. He disagrees Good. with that. Andy does. He did, but he doesn't agree. So Andy, what are you thinking? He said it described his mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know each for their own um okay so lost my notes again any questions on those there should be many um why do you think then that we've got a bit of all of it if it's moving through the phases in life um do you think we just take a little bit it from each as we move along because I'm um, uh, looking looking at that uh, Pitta is almost completely me I would say awesome um, well Susie I've not paid of... Susie five pounds but she's essentially brought me on to my next point <laughs> which is wonderful thank you babe uh so That's essentially okay. yes I do my I best think... I think you can change again this is a whole thing about that cycle about moving through life and changing what you do according to where you're at in life so for instance um if you are at a very pitter point in your life it's all go 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 uh, you're young you're sprightly there's drive there's energy etc etc full of passion and ideas and creating things it's probably a great time to start a business or uh, go work out loads and train really hard and get the marathons done and get the weightlifting competitions done and, you know, try and go to the CrossFit Games and all this stuff. That's the time to do it when you're in a pitter phase of life. But you could have been that person 100%. But as you age, it might be that your focus changes and you move more into the vata side of things. So you tone down the exercise you do. You change the things that you do. You become more up in your head and less about your body and what's going on in the world because you're discovering more about spirituality. You're discovering more about just thinking your thoughts and learning and discovering, uh, creating ideas and new things, but not necessarily putting them into practice. So it's all about a bit of discovery and uh, creativity as you get older, which is why often a lot of people get into art, um, flower arranging, knitting, um, walking, swimming, uh, yoga as they get older because these are all much more gentle creative exercises or things to do 
and it naturally occurs. So yes, you could be at one phase of your life where you're very much, uh, let's say, vata dominant, but then at a later stage or a different stage of your life, you're very pitta dominant. Um, so I'd say it definitely shifts. I also don't expect any of you to believe in reincarnation, but I do think that you can be an old soul in a young body. So you could be someone, you could be a 12 year old. I think we've all met them or kids that are just really like a little bit woohoo straight into the spirituality seem abnormally wise for who, for their age. And they're just really with it. And they almost come straight into the world as a Vata uh, type. And I just think it's an old soul in a, in a young body and so their whole process might be different they might spend their whole life in that vata sort of phase or they might move through it in different ways who knows but there's no you're this person and you're this person forever it's very much it fluctuates with age growth etc etc um ba, ba, ba. did that that answered susie and gracie's question yeah yeah excellent kind of knew the answer but also wanted you to do what you just did clarify excellent good grace i'm glad okay i need to turn my volume up mm -mm -mm. where are we so if we turn to page if you have the book uh now it's page 55 i believe i'm just going to click to it in mine uh it is on the it's a habit two page 55 if that helps in the navigation it might be slightly different in the book what? 55. It's a circle diagram. Oh, it's page 55 on Kindle. So I would imagine 53-ish in the book. That one? Yep, that's the one. Yep, as well. Thanks, Steve. David. Awesome. So what we also find is, yes, you might have a bit more of a kapha dominance in your life. You might have a little bit more pitta, et cetera, et cetera. But within the times of the year, um, within the, according to Ayurveda, apparently it's within like times of the universe being a thing. Um, but the chunks are so large that I wouldn't really worry about it. We're bang in the middle of some kind of phase, but it lasts like 10,000 years. So I don't really think we need to worry about it. But apparently Ayurveda covers that. Um, so does Dharma. But essentially, each year is broken into these phases as well. Uh, so if we think about um, Kapha, it said in that description about it being associated with spring, how everything is slowly being um, coming out of uh, hibernation and so on and so forth. That kind of is associated with spring. Pitta, all about the burning, the heat, the energy. It's all about... Um, the, the summer and then if we think about the winter and the colder seasons it's more to do with the vata even though vata people don't like cold weather the vata uh, concept is all about the cold so bum, 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 if we look at the circle diagram essentially it's split into three shockingly uh, vata pitta and kapha so if you're drawing this you want kapha bottom left Pitta at the top and Vata bottom right. So as you move around it, oh, thanks Susie. Hold on, let me spotlight you for everyone. There we go. So that's what it looks like. And you'll see also, it says at the bottom, sunrise or sunset. Then it says 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. There we go, sunrise, sunset, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Over on the, uh, the left side, it says 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. So that's what it looks like. Thank you, Suze. So what we need to contemplate here is how, yes, this works into our whole year, it works into our months, but it also works into our days. So this, I, this really kind of hammered home um, Ayurveda for me because it seemed so incredibly relevant. So we start the morning, we wake up with the sun, depending on the time of year, uh, and let's say around the 6 a.m. mark, and the best thing to do for your body at that time is look after yourself, essentially. So the best thing you can do is get up and do breathing exercises, to drink loads of water to rehydrate, 
to uh, you're in a kaffir phase so you think if you think of kaffir as very heavy and dense so we want to balance that so we don't want to load up a load more heavy and dense stuff what we want to be doing is doing something light so that would be breath work that would be getting outside that would be moving the body um and also eating something small. So we go light to counteract the fact that it's a heavy part of the day. The digestion is slow. So Ayurveda is very about digestion, by the way. Um, digestion is slow, so we want something small. Um, and then we also want to think about, as we move through the morning into the actual chunk of our day up to 10 a.m., getting all the really grounding solid jobs done, getting the big shit done that has to be done. You start then. Boom. Yes. And then as we move into the middle of the day, so from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., I nearly said a.m. again, that would have been misleading. Uh, it's more of a time of day where your de digestion is on point. So at this point, not at 10, but in the middle of the day, this is where we start contemplating having our biggest meal of the day. So lunchtime, because our digestion, uh, our fire, our digestive fire is at full point. So we want, we want to be eating our main meal of the day then when everything is really ready for it, primed and ready. Um, cracking through work is great, but doing creative ideas, having meetings where you're brainstorming, that kind of thing. Creative ideas are great between um, 10 and 2 p.m., 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., because that's the kind of energy that you've got going on in your brain. Um, but then as you are edge towards the end of that you kind of want to be winding down on that sort of thing and then by 2 p.m we move into the vata stage so this is a lighter part of the evening we're winding down on the work front um it might be a good time to chill might be a good time to um maybe start to prep for the next day a little bit of meal prep maybe uh and again our digestive side isn't firing on all cylinders so we again want to be thinking about eating small and eating before the sunset again depending on the time of year right as we head into winter that's going to be like 4 p.m again we need to find the middle line however we're looking for something light before bed and then this is a really good time to start uh Nope, sorry, I've taken it into something else. Ship back, ship back, ship back. Uh, so we've up until sunset, but essentially we want to eat around that sunset mark. Boom, boom, boom. So it's more of a chilled out afternoon, less drive, more creative, a little bit more chilled out. And then we move into kaffir. So from sunset until 10 p.m. So let's say from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m., um, we're starting to really wind down and get ready for bed. Um, so again, something small has been eaten. After that, you kind of want to close the kitchen and live on tea and really light things. Um, again, to counteract the heaviness of kaffir, we want to be thinking of light, light foods uh, if we have anything. Um, it's a good time to journal, to meditate, uh, that kind of thing, to really kind of start to wind down, turn off the lights. Uh, or dim the lights make yourself feel really settled in using evening routines if you any of you have morning routines using evening routines to make sure that by the time 10 p.m hits you are boom lights out and asleep does all that make sense i yes. think i muddled it up in the middle i started to talk about kaffa before i'd finished vata but other than that hopefully it makes sense yes i'm worried because i don't know how i can apply this because I work till about 7pm. <laughs> That's not too late. It's not great, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm working, we're working, we're here right now until 8.30 at night, yes. But it's an everyday thing and where you can apply it then try to do it, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a case of just making sure you've still eaten a larger meal at lunchtime so that you're having a smaller meal when you finish work and not suddenly loading up your digestion. Good <laughs> yeah. girl. Uh, but, I don't, but, but, I don't why that. can't you don't do that? Circadian rhythms, that kind of thing. It a hundred percent is about circadian rhythms, Sam. Um, great point. So, with your sleep cycle, essentially, this Ayurvedic idea essentially uh, perfectly aligns with your natural sleep cycle. So, this is how we were designed to sleep and wake um, with the sun. 
and it just sits perfectly with that as best you possibly can. But in a modern world, going from those times from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m., from 10 a.m. till 2 and then 2 till 6 and all the way around, um, then it kind of works for the modern life for most people. For most people, I'm not saying it's for all, that's for sure. Uh, Cool. So I think I've talked you through everything I wanted to talk to you about Ayurveda to begin with. It's a very brief snapshot about it all. Do we have any questions? Yeah, I've just put one on. Yep. Oh, what on the chat? Right. So, yeah. So you've got your Kapha Pitta Vata. Mm -hmm. um, Yes. And then it goes back to Kapha. Does Pitta and Vata carry on through the night? It absolutely does. So when you move into Pitta again, um, when you move into Pitta, so again, it's digestion mode. So instead of digesting our largest meal of the day, we're digesting our thoughts and uh, what's happened and we're dreaming and we're sleeping and recovering, etc. So instead of the digestion of the um, meal, we're digesting and processing what's going on in our head instead. So that's the deepest part from 10 p.m. until uh, 2 a.m. That's the deepest part of our sleep. And then we move into a lightest part of the sleep that might surprise you. Obviously, Vata being super light, uh, that's the lighter part of our sleep. Um, And if you wake up, according to Ayurveda, if you do wake up before sunrise, it's a great time to get out and go for a walk or do your breath work. Um, Does that answer your question? Yeah, I'm just trying to remember from the... um... Is 10 p.m. and 12 p.m. Um, at night, are they the two sort of sleep phases that came up in the sleep? So sleep, sleep phases are essentially an hour and a half long. Yeah, but we're at 10 and 12 were two of the more important ones, weren't they? So that's why they talk about trying to... I think it, it just... Yeah, I think so. Essentially, every, within that book, it was very much encouraging you to be in bed by 10 but I don't remember the exact difference between the two phases. But essentially you should expect shifting from one, a different kind of sleep to uh, another. So REM to non-REM, light sleep, et cetera. Every every 90 minutes you shift through it. Uh, So if you nap, for instance, and want want to get a full rhythm, uh, a full cycle, even you sleep or nap for 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. And then, yeah, and then Vata, we should expect to be lighter. Okay, let me just get through these questions. Do, do, do. Make sense, uh, must be why night shifts are so awful. 100%, Nikki. They're, oh, I don't know how you do it, my darling. I don't know how you do it. Ashling, would these time points shift people who tend to have delayed sake? Well, I wanted to talk to Dawn about this because she's not going to like it. Essentially, that we... We very much have this um, morning person and night owl thing going on. So uh, it would be a case of if, for instance, if I was thinking about this for Dawn, who I know starts her day a lot later than me, I would say that maybe her day getting up rather than at sunrise, I'd be like, well, we do it, shift it to nine and we do it from there, blah, 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 blah. But everything I read in Ayurveda is essentially like, no, you're wrong. You have to go to this model. I don't know how I feel about that, but this within this chapter, Ashling, did you buy Body Thrive yet? Did you buy the book yet? No. Um, so within this book, we'll go through it more in one of the one of the months from now about sleep. But essentially, it goes into why everyone should be on this same sleep cycle, and it is possible to do it. Blah 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 blah. But I totally get how there is this because then you read why we sleep for instance, and he very much talks about how there are definitely morning people and night people um, or night owls. But arguably, you could say they are just more of a specific um, dosha. So you could say that a kappa person is probably more likely to sleep a lot and be a night owl, whereas a vata person is more likely to be a morning person because they don't sleep as well anyway. So they just get up and wake up, whatever. So who knows but we'll go into it a little lot more detail I'm not sure how I sit with it yet 
at all so I'm going open-minded and I, I truly truly hope you all come at it with an open mind and again it's finding that middle ground and what works for us for you not even for all of us just what works for you um are there any more no that was it good questions I liked them so we've now the idea of this was to introduce you to Ayurveda so you kind of had a vague idea of how I've put together the next six months of habit changes and essentially it is an amalgamation or a shift around played around with how the book is laid out um there's things i've added in and there's things i've just dismissed because i don't think it's right yet it might be something that we do in the future but i'm just like this is the stuff i want to do i've taken from the book but i've taken from my own life experiences education etc as well so habit one which is what we'll be covering from next tuesday same time next tuesday i hope to see you uh so habit one is eating earlier lighter uh, it's about when to drink it's about pooing who doesn't want to talk about poo on a Tuesday and starting the day right so they're kind of the the things that we're going to start talking about and it's essentially getting our morning routine and our food times down that's the first habit essentially that we'll cover next Tuesday uh, habit two that we'll be covering the first Tuesday in November how is it October at the end of this week so the beginning of November, first Tuesday, 7.30 again. It will be recorded if you can't make it live. I think about 20 people messaged me that question today. I nearly threw something at the wall, but then had to keep saying Ahimsa. <laughs> <laughs> go to bed earlier. We talk about sleep. So there we go, Ashling. You don't even have to wait very long. Uh, we'll talk about sleep on the second habit. Really interesting topic. I love it. Um, we'll come at it from both an Ayurvedic standpoint, absolutely, because this is what this is all about and creating new habits. But we'll also talk about it from a general heat, sleep, health um, viewpoint as well. Habit Alex, three. Can you tell <gasps> Andrew to go to bed earlier because he's a terrible one for falling asleep on the sofa? Yeah, Andrew, you're going to bed after this workshop. Mm -hmm. me, me too. Uh, habit three is morning movement, body and breath. So we're talking about a little pranayama here. So if any of you do vinyasa and enjoy the breath that we do at the end of vinyasa, this is what we're talking about. Not just that one. There's hundreds of different styles of pranayama. So that's all your breath. Life force is the uh, definition of pranayama. Um, so it's all about morning movement, body breath. A lot of you are 6.30, 7.30 crew at yoga. So you know that whole feeling of getting out, out of bed and getting straight onto your mat and feeling good for it. So I don't think I'm going to have to convince a lot of you on habit three. I think you've probably got it down better than I do. So awesome. Oh, and we'll also be talking about seasonal eating. Um, I've messed up my numbers. We'll also be talking about seasonal eating there as well. Then habit four, self-massage and coming to your senses. So it's essentially making you more, it's essentially a way of looking after your senses and self-massage. Who doesn't want to do that? Uh, Laura's doing it right now. How's it? Babe, love it. She's on it. Um, so that's habit four. Uh, I don't even know what month that'll be anymore. Habit five, but all of these are on the first Tuesday of every Feb. month. Feb is habit Thanks, babe. Um, so habit five is sit in silence. So we're coming at meditation from an Ayurvedic standpoint, should be interesting. And habit six is living in ease. Living, living in ease. In living in ease. 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 Dis-ease to ease. Uh, so that's the plan. Any questions on that? Anything that you're like, what about this? Or that's triggered me already. What is that? go um the i must admit the the uh dis-ease triggered me right from the start because i was slightly swearing to myself about some of those oh babe i mean it, i think everyone is probably a little triggered by that because it just um lack of control over some things not necessarily lack of control it's it's really really easy just to stick with our same routines and same habits because it's easier than trying to make change to be healthier better more comfortable and more ease I think that's probably, always easy I think that's my problem because I'm always having to make change and 
adjust and rethink and that's my entire life and I still end up with crap <laughs> oh, that's why it's but, great me. but you never you never know technology or you'll find something that might work for you one day you just don't know trial and error um ba -ba -ba. any other questions I'm sure something came up in the chat but it's gone so I think someone changed their mind no any other questions about anything silence silence oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, make, it's making me nervous tonight and i don't know why yeah i, I don't like it <laughs> uh awesome wave of hands does has this been what you expected one two three most of you cool anyone absolutely not interested Actually, that's the wrong question to ask. Do we think we're going to be interested in moving forward? Yes. Next Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. I'm seeing mostly nods and it's, I'm perfectly happy if you don't, uh, you can just kind of do a vague and I'll whatever. Message me as always. Uh, awesome guys. So what I will do tomorrow is you will get the recording of this. You can rewatch it if you want to. Don't know why you would, but you might. Um, and it's also so the, how many have we got on tonight? 13, yay, that's good. So the 11 other people that signed up can watch it. Um, Alex, have you and, started it? Pardon? Do you, have, you, do you, have you started it? Yes, so I've implemented three or four, and it was going very well until the retreat. And then that just knocked me completely off kilter. I felt really, really rough for most of last week. Only started to feel normal by Friday and actually felt normal yesterday. Pardon? When you say three or four, is that the habits? Four of the, I would say small chunks of the habits. Okay. Yeah, so it's essentially, you could break them right down and you could just, so uh, within the book, actually, it does say that you could go through the book and implement what you can one time. And then maybe the next uh, three months later you'd kind of repeat and it would be a case of right I've got those habits down so then you incorporate more and you slowly build on it at no point am I expecting everyone here to incorporate everything that we talk about all at the same time Could it's I a case of doing a little bit two months ago and did you just want did like did something pop up in a memory to make you start it again or like no 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 it was me studying oh okay it was me studying um, and uh, I coming across this book. Ah. So that, that's what it was. And when I get everything down, when I get the, the habits that I've been looking to incorporate lately in place each day, I can't tell you how much better I do feel. So it's definitely, which is why after a couple of weeks, I was like, guys, do you want to do this with me? <laughs> because I was already feeling better just from incorporating a few tiny things. And so I want to share that with you. Um, that yeah, that's that's why we're here. Uh, no, I, I wanted to try a bit of it, but then some as we move through, uh, we'll be doing and experiencing all together. So it'll be really lovely. Like the pranayama one, there will be a practical element in the sense that I will teach you pranayama uh, exercises. In the self massage one and the coming to your senses one, I'm going to be suggesting you bring coconut oil or some kind of oil with you. Uh, so we can do a bit of self massage either on like the forearm or the calf or the foot or the hand or something like that. Um, and then there's uh, tongue scraping. I'm not expecting you all to buy tongue scrapers, but we could discuss tongue scraping. And if you fancy buying a tongue scraper, you can buy one and we can try it all out at the same time and that kind of thing. And we, so the idea is, so. That's what I was saying. Within this email that you'll get tomorrow, you'll also be able to let me know if you want to take part over the next six months. There is no pressure to do all six months. There is no pressure to get past month one. You might incorporate month one's habits, just a few of them, just a few elements of it, and you are happy and content and you're, it's not quite right for you right now. Uh, but then you might want to dive back in at month five. I don't know. There's no pressure on any of it. Um, so if you want to just catch up on recordings, if you want to miss a month because you know you want to work on the previous month for a whole lot longer because you're really struggling with it or something, you can. What I will also be asking you for 
is your phone numbers uh, for a WhatsApp group. I may have treated myself, long overdue treat, to a work phone. So it will be, you'll be set up on, from my work phone, new number, uh, and we'll have essentially, we'll have a group and uh, it will be a, an accountability group. That's the whole idea of it. I know some of us on this are inundated with groups right now. So I appreciate that that might not be quite right for you. However, if that is an issue, you can either mute it or not be part of the group, but we can keep in touch in other ways. Um, yeah. Oh, Susie, love that. She's happy to show a small facial massage on the massage one. Everyone shows up. <laughs> so, but we'll talk tongue scraping. Yes, Liz, you heard me right. I'm not going to talk about it now. It'll ruin the fun. It'll be announced in month five or whatever it was. Uh, if you get the book, it's in the book. It is in the book. Um, but I think that's everything that you need to know. Um, but everything will be in the email tomorrow. Please read it. Please, I don't leave, leave shit out on purpose. Just just read it, especially if it's involved. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, I'm a big fan of tongue scraping because just because it makes my mouth feel less gross. Love that. Have you got a thing? A metal one? Because that's what I've heard you're supposed to use. I haven't said names in case she doesn't want, you know. Oh no, you have said it to everyone. Ashling has a tongue scraper. Well. I might get one tomorrow, you know. Curious. Uh, I had my hygienist appointment at the dentist on Saturday as well, so my teeth feel amazing. It's probably the right time to do it. Okay, that really is everything. Check your emails tomorrow. Um, it'll come out to you about lunchtime. That'll be all you need to know. And then hopefully I get to see you next Tuesday. And honestly, no hard feelings if you don't want to go past this one. I don't mind. But I would love for you to let me know if you're not going to come forward uh, with a little bit of a message or an email, just you can just say, it really, really doesn't bother me at all. I don't want to get any better at my own life. It might just be something else. Uh, I'm suddenly busy every Tuesday, uh, whatever it might be. I'm not going to be offended, but if you can come along, I think it'll be really, really wonderful to grow together, to create another little bubble of community uh, where we can learn this stuff together. Awesome guys, only seven minutes over. So well done. Awesome. Thanks. No worries. Nick off, but I'm missing. Thanks, Alex. All right, darling. Have a good one, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Alex. Bye, Cheers, everyone. Bye. See you later. Andy, go to bed.